hello, it's Josephine Lane-Cuber here, your performing arts business coach, speaker, talent manager, and mentor. Today, I am doing part two of Real Talk, and we are going to talk about that point when you don't feel like teaching classes anymore, and it happens. It may be that it's happened in its entirety where you're like, I don't want to teach at all. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm not inspired or I've gotten older or I'd rather someone else with more fresh ideas teach than me or I want to focus on some other part of my business, whatever the reason, right? It happens. It can happen. If it hasn't happened to you yet, will happen. So stay tuned. Even if it's not you just yet, if you're like, oh my gosh, I love teaching. It's my everything. You do get to a point where that can eventually stop. I mean, not everybody, of course, uh, but I reckon most people at the very least, you get to a point where you don't want to do all the things that you're doing right now. Cause right now you might be energetic or you feel that you have no option. That's another part. So let's just talk about it. And I'm going to talk about my process and what happened to me. Okay. Because that did happen. And yeah, I'm going to share with you everything in my experience over the years uh, with that feeling of not wanting to teach anymore and how I've moved forward from that and and what I've seen in, in some other studio owners as well that I work with. Now, the next thing is before we kick into the show, I am really wanting to meet you guys in real life. Uh, If you're in Australia, I just wanted to let you know about two dates that I am going to be at a couple of events. So make sure if you're there, come and say hello to me. So, and of course, if you're, you know, we've got some listeners overseas and in all different places in the world, but if you happen to be in Australia, I'd love to see you. So, I'm actually going to be an exhibitor at the Victorian Dance Festival, also known as VDF, this April 2023. Uh, I'll be there on the 14th of April. So if you're around, my goodness, please come and say hi. Let me know you listen to the show. Come and check out what I'm talking about, whatever. But let's just, yeah, let's connect because I'd love to see real people. Because in podcast land, you, you can see stats, but it's really generic, like, X amount of people are listening from this area in the world, but there's no faces. You know, it's not like when you put a post out on Instagram and someone drops a comment, it's nothing like that. So you are all strangers to me and I would love for that to change. So make sure uh, you come and say hi. The other place I'm going to be is I'm actually going to be MC and hosting the Oz Dance Festival, um, Oz Dance Till Dusk Festival, um, celebrating International Dance Day. That's in Sydney at Martin Place on the 29th of April. So I'm going to be hosting that event and presenting, which is so amazing. Uh, As some of you may know or not know or whatever, uh, we have here in Australia a body that represents the dance industry and that is called Dance. I am part of the standing committee in Dance New South Wales and, uh, yeah, and they've given me this opportunity to to host the event. So I'm like all over that because that's going to be so much fun. But yeah, that's happening on the 29th of April. So what I'm going to do for you guys, if you'd love to see me say hello in real human life, uh, come down to these events and I'll pop a link for those in the show notes and you can grab tickets and come down and there's going to be heaps happening. So VDF is, you know, uh, there'll be like, you know, speakers and 
classes and industry topics and everything. So it's actually really cool and lots of different exhibitors, industry exhibitors. And Oz Dance um, Till Dusk Festival is really a celebration of dance. It's going to be, you know, performances. I think there's like, you know, hundreds of performances and just a real, it's going to be a party, I reckon. It's going to be awesome. And we're also fundraising for Oz Dance New South Wales, which is a really important cause for our industry. Okay, so anyway, let's kick it off with Real Talk Part 2. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lancuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. That was me yawning. That was me yawning because I'm tired of teaching. Do you ever just feel that way? Do you ever feel like, oh, I'm so tired of teaching, right? There are a multitude of reasons why studio owners decide to step down from the teaching, you know, space and and move into different directions. So let's explore the different options. Option, at reasons rather, and this is real talk because I hate when people sugarcoat this and they're like, oh, no, I super love it. I love it. I love it. I'm not saying you don't love it. I'm saying there are people that are in denial about this. Like, no, or or they're in denial about the fact that they might have a controlling behavior and they can't let go. And they think that if someone else does it, they're not going to do the same job as them, all of that stuff. So we're going to just talk about that. So for me personally, um, I don't teach very often at all. I certainly do not have any regular classes in my studio anymore. So obviously when I, I mean, I used to teach for other studios prior to having my own studio about eight years ago, whatnot. Um, and you know, I loved teaching. That's what I did. I loved teaching. Uh, and then what happened was I had my own studio and I started, I, I, I started being the main sole teacher of all the programs. Uh, and that went on for quite a few years. I was teaching everything from, you know, jazz, musical theatre, vocal classes, uh, hip hop. I was teaching hip hop. I was teaching a lot, right? And then I was also teaching externally, uh, like in schools as well. So I'd go to schools and run weekly programs and I'd do school holiday workshops. And I was teaching, 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 teaching. And I actually really enjoyed it for quite some time. I mean, I was even teaching down at the local gym at one point, running um, dance fitness classes. Like I was just teaching, you know, I was everywhere. 
And then I did it for a while. I found it a little bit harder when I had my bub, um, but I still kept teaching. I still did it. And I was even running private singing lessons from my home at that time too, in addition to the studio space. So I was doing it all. And then what happened was I just felt that there was no growth in my business because I was teaching. So my numbers had kept pretty much the same for a really long time, like a good two or three years. It just, they just weren't budging. And then I actually went and spoke to a business coach. And even though I knew the answer, I guess I needed someone externally to, to validate my feelings that I was just doing too much in my business. I mean, it was hard because as you know, as a studio owner, you wear all the hats. So you're doing the accounts, you're doing the staff training, the hiring, the, the creative direction, you know, the costuming, the teaching, the administration, the email responses, customer service. I mean, you're even, you, you know, you're guillotining the flyers. Like I, I was even doing, um, back in the day when you, when mail drops were a thing, like, like as in, in someone's mailbox, I was doing that. I'd like hit the street and like, you know, do mail drops and I was doing it all. Like I was really motivated, but I was also working around the clock and I was super tired. And I thought, what, what can I do to release some of this stress? I started getting a little bit uh, tired in my classes. I felt that I found it difficult to come up with new ideas and it wasn't for the lack of having the ability or the creativity. I think I was essentially over it. Uh, it's not that I didn't love the students. I didn't love my studio. I just didn't love teaching. So the first step I took was um, to reduce my hours now, people will move on from teaching for a variety of reasons. For me, I actually got a bit tired of it. I wasn't feeling the joy from it as much anymore. Um, and I wanted to grow my business. And I felt as long as I was teaching those classes and in the space, I just couldn't work on my business. I just couldn't. I just, there just wasn't enough hours in the day because my entire mind was consumed with the creativity now, for some people, that's all they want to do. They only want to choreograph and teach. Um, so there's two sides to this. For me, what I decided to do was I decided to get teachers in and start taking on some of the workload. And for others, if you're more the technician and, and teaching is what you love and what you want to do, then it could be the opposite. So for me, I actually stepped back to focus more on the business growth and the back end of things. But for you, if you, if you still want to teach, you might decide the opposite. So you could either drop some of the teaching hours and step into more working on the business, or you could hire someone to do that part and you continue teaching. But the thing with that, the second option where you still teach and you hire someone else is <clears throat> unless they're highly experienced or or they cost a bit of money, um, they're going to need a lot of mentoring, hand-holding and direction. And so you end up having to do that anyway. 
I feel like though it could still be a better option, but it's still not relieving you of a task completely. And as the business owner, especially in small business, it's really difficult to let go of the fundamental function of the business, which is that customer service experience, the books, you know, the accounts making like, it doesn't mean you don't have a bookkeeper and accountant. I do, but you still keep an eye on it. Like your eyes on the pulse, you're making sure you're checking those numbers. And so you never really leave that completely. Um, so yeah, so I feel like for me, it was time. I felt exhausted by teaching. You know, you've hit a point where it's time to move on. Anyway, I did when I started feeling dread. Like when I was like, oh God, I just just don't want to go into that. I don't want to teach this class. And I was dragging my feet in. And once I was there, I was fine and it was all okay, but it just felt like a drag. Now, remember the reason we created our businesses, right? Usually when we create a studio business, it's because we're passionate about the performing arts. We want to share the joy of that and do it more for ourselves and bring it to our community, right? We want to make money from it. We want to love what we do. Uh, And essentially what I'd realized was I didn't end up with a business. I ended up with a job. Uh, That's how it felt because I felt like a drag. You know, if you've ever worked for someone else, which I'm sure a lot of you have, you know, even if you were younger, you know, working at McDonald's or I don't know, you worked as a receptionist somewhere or you might have worked wherever, Um, you know, you might have been a solicitor, who knows. But, you know, that feeling of when you get really sick of it and then you decide to open up your studio, like, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to work for them. I want to create my own space. So that point is that feeling of dread where you're like, oh my God, this is a real job and it's dragging me down. If your business is starting to feel that way, what can happen is, and I've had these moments where I just want to throw in the towel. I mean, this has happened to me where I've gone, I just just hate being in my business right now. I want to throw in the towel. And then when you have that moment, you need to catch yourself in that moment and take a step back and go, okay, do I want to throw in the towel or is it actually more so that I would like to change my role within this business so that it suits my desires now? Because remember, you're allowed to evolve. You're allowed to change your mind That's the other bit. I think sometimes we get so caught up, like we feel like we failed if we didn't stick to the plan or if we've changed the model or if something didn't work out, like I've taken on hip hop this term, ended the term, and I'm like, God, I don't want to teach this hip hop class. (laughs) I hate hip hop, you know. Like if you feel that way, you don't have to feel like it's a total failure. You just might go, okay, I think I need a hip hop teacher. Now, the hard part, and this is real talk because we can be controlling as business owners, you know, it's like we don't trust people sometimes. We, we're like, no one's going to do as good a job as me. And you know what? That might be the, the case. But so what? <laughs> you know, you think about big business. You've got CEOs of these mega corporations. H- how the hell are they supposed to do all of that? 
without the support of people working beneath them and, and, and to support the business to lift it up. How are they supposed to do it? They can't. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. So we need to trust in team, but we also need to train team. Now, they may only be at 80% of where you are at as a teacher in your from your perspective. But you know what? 80% is okay. 80% may, that, that 20% missing may not actually shift the numbers in your business. You, you know, could it be better? Maybe. Things can always be better. Sometimes you also have to accept that you're not the best person for a role. Like if you've been, if, you know, maybe you're a bit rusty in a particular style, you're running out of ideas, you're not fresh anymore, and you don't have the desire to retrain or to go and absorb new ideas by going to workshops and start classes again and all that. Like if you're not interested, then there's a problem. And you don't have to say you're the problem because you're not the problem. You've just changed and it's okay. It's totally cool. And I think it's actually really beautiful because it's the evolution of your business. When I made that decision to step out of teaching and I do, okay, like I said, I do occasionally teach a class, um, but I'm actually more of a fill-in for my team rather than the go-to. So I have no regular classes in my studio. I attend when, well, first of all, I do check-ins. So every few weeks I come in and I check in each class and I make sure that everything's running according to schedule and to quality and to all the bits, making sure like I I keep an eye on things because I I think you need to have some sort of a presence, not just for your clients, but for your team, because we all know team can be complacent if they feel like they're running the show and you're not around. But I don't need to sit at reception every day either. So I've actually let go of that too. Um, remembering I have four club sites, so I'm only one person. So there's absolutely no way like two of our club sites operate on Saturdays at the same time. I can't be at two places at once. So it's impossible. So I can't physically be there and actually that's okay. So I have to trust in team. Um, and it's obvious when team's doing a good job or not, because it's retention, right? If, if they're keeping the students and people keep enrolling, you know, and they keep coming back term after term, then you're doing okay. Right. So, yeah. So I've had to move on from that whole thing of feeling like, um, I, I'm the only one that can do it. I mean, even recently I've let go of all customer service experience. So I do not touch any customer inquiries at all. I have a customer experience manager and she does everything. Um, when it comes to the customer inquiry and emails go straight to her. So I don't even really see them anymore, which is amazing. I got to tell you, but yeah, don't feel bad if you don't want to teach and actually having a break might reinvigorate your joy of it. So now when I come in and I teach that workshop, occasional workshop, or I'm there for a major rehearsal. Um, so for example, school holiday boot camps we do to clean up numbers and stuff. I will go in and I'll make sure that we're on path and I'll be there to, to guide that session. But but that's all I want to do. So I guess the point here is, is you don't feel bad about changing your mind and having an evolution in your studio business. My advice would be to trial it. Remember, 
You can trial things. Now, there will be some people go, no, but if I don't teach, I'm going to lose my students and they're going to, you know, everyone wants me. They only want me. And if I leave, then there's no studio. That's not true. Integrate the new person slowly if you need to. Um, So you might have them come with you once or twice um, and you're introducing them as the new teacher and they're going to be taking over and you're in a transitional period and get them to, you know, run the warm-ups and run like a routine with them and you got to hype them up, make them feel, make them be a rock star in your studio and and just, yeah, hype them up to be a bit of a rock star. And honestly, if you if you do a positive transition, People will understand you could lose one or two people, but does that mean that you're going to be a slave to to one or two people in your business? You can't. You've got to do what's right for you. At the end of the day, like I said, you know, have you created a business or have you created a job? Because if you've created a job and you're dragging your feet into work, into your business every day, just because that one student will leave and threaten they'll leave if you don't do it, get real, you know, get real, like (laughs) create your own life, like create your own business by design. Yeah. So this is really about business by design, not by default. Okay. Uh, And you will see that people will stick around. People will stick around. They'll get used to it. And like I said, if you lose one or two, whatever, that's their loss. And then with that, you'll gain new people because people will be attracted to the new style of teacher, all that jazz. So, yeah, so there's a, there's a very, there's a varied amount of options there and there's a varied amount of reasons. I mean, like I said, some of the reasons just to recap and hopefully one of these will resonate with you. And by all means, I'd love you to reach out, you know, DM me on Instagram and tell me how you're feeling about where you're at in your teaching um, career in your studio. And I would love to hear the reason why you've decided that maybe you don't want to teach classes anymore. I mean, reason number one is you're tired of it. You're sick of it. You just don't want to do it anymore. Reason number two is, is maybe you've realized that you're not the best person for the job and someone can do it better than you. You're out of ideas you're non-inspired or you've just lost your touch. Like you've been doing hip hop for 30 years and and now, and you haven't taken a class in 30 years and seen what's fresh and new. You know, maybe you're not the first person for the job. And do you know what? That's totally okay. Uh, Another reason could be that you want to open up space for other opportunities in your life and in your business. It could be personal or it could be business related. So maybe you just want to spend more time with your family. Maybe you want to provide provide space for other opportunities. And that was part of my reasoning actually, because I do business to business coaching and I love teaching adults and other studio owners how to create, you know, a thriving studio business. That's what I love to do. But if I'm teaching all the classes, I just didn't have space for that. It was impossible So I've had to create space for that. Otherwise, it just becomes too hard and that's not the kind of business I want to run. You know, I'm not saying, you know, I can do hard things and business is not always easy, but we don't have to 
we don't have to drive down Struggle Street every single day in our business. We can create space for the things that bring us joy or that we want to pursue, you know. So that's what was driving me as well. Um, now some people may be fearful of the spend. So some people are like, oh, I can't afford to hire somebody else. Well, that is an assessment you're going to have to make in your business. But if you can't afford to hire someone, like you don't have enough numbers in the class to bring in anyone else and you don't want to be there. No, maybe it's time to question the business model. Maybe it's time to question the business, you know, like, <laughs> you got to be honest with yourself. If you can't stand teaching, you're over it. You want to be there. You want to create space. You want to have more time. You feel changed to your business, but you just can't see any way out. And if you leave, you literally cannot afford to run that class to pay someone else. Then you, then there's, there's an issue that needs to be addressed. And that is do you need to grow the business? How many people extra do you need in that room? You need to do a proper financial analysis. How many people do you require in that room to cover costs? How many people do you require in that room to run at a profit with you and then without you? So there's two versions of that analysis. There's when I teach class, how many people do I need in a room to break even? How many people do I need in a room to break, to make a profit? How many people do I make, need in a room to make the amount of money I want and desire and deserve? And then version two of that is if I had a teacher at X amount of dollars per hour, what would the, what would the break even rate be then? What would the profit rate be then? And what would the desired, you know, student ratio be then? And if it's only an extra two bodies in the room, get two bodies in the room. You can do it right? Because it's worth it. If your, if your assessment is that right now you're breaking even with you in the room and you've been doing that for way too long, you, you got to be honest with yourself. This is real talk. Remember, you need to be real with yourself. Have you done an analysis? Have you looked at your rates and said, how many students do I need in a room to break even versus to be in profit versus to be in my desired income zone? If you have not done that analysis, then you need to really think about that. And if you feel so tied to your business and when you want to exit as a teacher, but feel that you can't because you can't afford to, then you really, you need to make a real assessment about your situation and make a plan so that you can be free from teaching when you don't want to because you created this business to have passion and purpose and income in your life. This should be your business by design, not by default, and you have the power to change it and you have the power to exit that classroom as the teacher, but you need a plan in place. So that's my advice, okay? And remember, if you need support, you know, reach out to me. I'm here. Um, you can DM me on Instagram for a real conversation. This is real talk and I love being real. And I think that's why people are attracted to my podcast because I do keep it real. I'm not, I'm not a shiny presenter. Um, I just, it's just not me. <laughs> 
I'm not shiny. I'm real and I just say it as it is. And I think that there are people out there that actually appreciate that because I've been there. I know what it's like to, to, to hate your business on certain days or hate a particular class. It may be that you've just decided, I don't want to work with three-year-olds anymore. I only want to work with my teenage Steadford kids or whatever. Like you can decide or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe like, you know what, I hate those whiny teenagers. I want to work with the babies because they make me happy and I love them. Cool. Maybe you don't want to teach any of them. That's fine. Do not feel pressured by your staff. Do not feel pressured by your clients. (laughs) They don't call the shots in your business. If someone gets upset saying, how dare you leave us? That happens sometimes. Oh, I can't believe she's not teaching the classes anymore. She doesn't care about us. She doesn't care about her business. What rubbish. What absolute rubbish. You know, how dare they make, you know, a judgment on you and how dare they dictate how you run your studio? It's not for them to choose. Yes, we are here to serve our community, but not at all costs. Certainly not at all costs. Certainly not to, you know, jeopardize my time with my family or jeopardize the potential for my business growth and income or jeopardize my personal happiness. Or the, you know, jeopardize my, my dreams of, you know, my future growth or things that I want to pursue. People don't get to dictate that to you. You've got the power. So take it is what I say. If you don't want to teach, don't teach. Create a plan to get out of there. (laughs) But create a plan is the key here. Create a plan. And you can start in trickles, if that makes you feel better, you can start by minimizing hours and doing a transition or you can just go cold turkey and go, you know what? I quit. (laughs) I quit teaching, not my business. I love my business. I quit teaching and that's okay too. Just create a plan, get some key points that are going to make that really move for you and a timeline too. So don't go, yeah, I'm going to do that one day. No, 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 no. If you're feeling it now, don't let that fester because then you're going to resent your business. That's what happens. You leave it for too long and then you become super resentful. You may already be resentful. Okay. So now it's like sit down and go, when do I want this to happen for me? When do I want to stop teaching? Create a timeline so that you have a goal because goal setting is really important when we're making these life-changing and business decisions. Create a goal and a timeline that feels good for you and then create a plan to work towards the goal. You know, okay, so I need to start placing some advertisements or reaching out to some people in my network uh, that I'm hiring. I need to start writing some email templates and copy of, you know, how I'm going to share this with my clients. Uh, I'm going to start looking at the industry award rates and start doing my budget to see what I can afford to pay someone so that when I do do a call out, see, this is the other bit, you need to know how much you're willing to pay and can pay because you don't want to be just approaching people and they're like, yeah, I'm a hundred bucks an hour. And you're like, okay, cool. And you haven't actually looked at those break-even numbers. 
and those profit numbers and those desired income numbers to know if that's actually going to work for you. So do your numbers, set a timeline, come up with a transitional plan, uh, and then just go for it because you can, because it's your business. And if you don't want to teach anymore, don't teach. And that is real talk. (laughs) Now, again, everyone, before I say goodbye, I am at VDF um, this April Victorian Dance Festival and I'm at the Oz Dance Till Dusk event this April as well, which is is hosted by moi and delivered by Oz Dance New South Wales. Come on down is what I say. Come on down, buy your tickets, check it out, be inspired by the space and get amongst the industry. Let's do this. All right, everyone, have a beautiful day. And that was Real Talk Part 2. I'll be back with Real Talk Part 3 really soon. Stay tuned. If you love what you hear, subscribe, like, share me with your friends and all that jazz. Bye. If you enjoyed listening and would like to hear more, be sure to click subscribe. If you're really feeling the love, share us with your friends. To work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts and business, head to my website, josephinelancuba.com and you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World and you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuba.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening.